I'm Danielle. Welcome to the Birth Journeys podcast. It is my belief that our birth journey has a lasting impact that goes far beyond delivery. It is my hope that through these stories, you would find the insight, tools, and the courage to go on and have your own positive and empowering birth journey. Just as a reminder, any information you hear on this podcast is meant to inform and encourage you on your birth journey and not intended to replace advice from your medical professional. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Birth Journeys podcast. Welcome to this special episode. Um, I am going to be just giving a little pregnancy update. Um, I am going to be 22 weeks Um, And I just wanted to give a quick little update on um, how things have been going so far. Um, Yeah, just let you all know, let you all in on (laughs) this journey that I'm on um, towards giving birth to my fourth baby. Um, So as I have mentioned in previous um, episodes, I had a miscarriage back in March and um, we, it was a completely natural miscarriage. Um, and I think it was about six weeks after that loss that I got a cycle back and, um, about maybe three weeks after that first cycle, um, I noticed I was having some fertile mucus and I knew that ovulation was coming so um me and my husband had kind of talked and we're like are we gonna try again and we're like yeah let's just try to be laid back about it but for some reason there's no such thing as being laid back about babies (laughs) with me um it's like once I have the fever I just (laughs) need to go for it so um I was actually about to leave on a trip to New Hampshire for a month to visit my family and we were going to be away and so I was like babe can we just try because <laughs> we're not gonna be able to try like next month um and he was like oh, I guess so <laughs> he's way more laid back than I am but um so we did and eight days later um I was gonna make myself wait until 10 days after ovulation to test but <laughs> I have no patience so um I decided I was just gonna take a cheap Walmart test and I was not expecting it to be positive and um, I took it and much to my surprise um, there was the faintest of faint lines that you've ever seen and um, I could not believe it. (laughs) I was like oh my gosh like this happened on our first try this is amazing. Um, So I was so excited and Later that day, I was like hanging laundry or something and our kids were just like running around screaming and my husband was like picking up their messes (laughs) and he came near me and he he was throwing something away in the garbage and I was just hanging the laundry and he, um, he goes, man, our life is so chaotic (laughs) because it was just like literally kids were like screaming and running around and it was so messy and... I turned and I was like, well, it's about to get a little bit more chaotic. And he like looked at me and he's like, what? (laughs) And I was like, yep. And he's like, are you pregnant? And I was like, yep. And he was like, no way. (laughs) And then he hugged me. He's like, that's awesome. Um, So then we started on this um, second journey of pregnancy after loss. 
Um, so of course I find out that I'm pregnant so early, which I think is kind of annoying for me because then it's like you have those very early weeks where it's like you don't feel pregnant yet. Like you're kind of waiting like for symptoms to start. And for me, it's just really, um, nerve wracking because, you know, you still feel so normal, but like, you know, you've had the positive test and, you know, so you're just kind of like waiting to feel pregnant. Um, and, um, normally I don't get sick until about seven. Well, I think with Brightland, I got sick around nine weeks and with Finn, I got, um, sick around seven weeks. So this time I was like, um, thinking like, okay, I still have a good while before I feel pregnant. And, um, surprisingly at about four and a half or maybe I was almost five weeks. I actually started feeling nauseous. Um, it was a Sunday I was at church and I was like, ugh, like I just don't feel good. And I was like, there's no way I'm like already feeling pregnancy sick. This is crazy. Um, but I, you know, I, I went on with my day and just felt icky all day and it kind of went away and then it kind of came back and then it kind of went away. And I think maybe around six ish weeks, um, it like came and it stayed. Um, and I just felt awful all day, every day. Um, I had like a lot of like food aversions, like just nothing sounded good. Like there wasn't a lot of things that sounded really appetizing to me. Um, and I did notice like if I ate a lot of protein that helped a lot, but, um, but yeah, it was just kind of like, I don't know. I just, I just kind of felt like I was in survival mode. I ate what I could when I could. Um, otherwise it was just like, ugh, like I didn't want to eat anything cause nothing sounded good. Um, I actually didn't have throwing up this time, which was awesome because with Brightland, I threw up every day. Um, until about 20 weeks, I believe with Finn, I did not throw up every day, but I did have the same all day sickness, which kind of makes me wonder if this baby is a boy, but we aren't finding out. So, um, I'm trying not to, <laughs> to, um, guess <laughs> or assume because I don't want to be like totally shocked if it ends up being a girl, um, at, at birth. Um, but yeah, otherwise let's see. Um, pretty much just, you know, I think this sickness lasted until 18 weeks. Um, just in the past three weeks, I've finally started feeling like I'm hungry. And it was like, as soon as that nausea went away, like, and I started feeling hungry and wanting to eat again, it was like, I'm starving all the time. Like nothing feels like it just satisfies. Like I'll eat a meal and then I'm like still starving. And so like, (laughs) I feel like I've just been eating so much and it's been kind of crazy because like, I just feel like I'm never full. (laughs) So I guess that like 18 weeks of hardly eating has finally caught up to me. And now my body is like, feed me. I'm so hungry. (laughs) Uh, So that's, um, been good that I've actually started feeling better. Um, I was so tired, so tired. Um, in that first trimester, which I know is really common, but it felt like extra to me. Like I was just exhausted. I was actually in New Hampshire for that month 
And it was really nice because my mom um, was able to just kind of like be like, go take a nap. I'll watch the kids. And so I literally took a nap every single day that I was in New Hampshire. So I had a good four weeks of just being able to like rest and nap when I needed to, which was such a blessing. So amazing. Um, So yeah, that was was really good to kind of have that four weeks of um, rest and, you know, just kind of making it through that first trimester when you're just so tired and don't feel good. Um, And then when I came home, (laughs) it was like I got thrown back into reality of, you know, being a mom and then, you know, starting school a couple weeks later. um, We homeschool. So um, it was just kind of like then like trying to just push myself through each day, even though I was just exhausted and feeling yucky. But um, once that 18 or 19th week hit, it was like, oh, I felt finally like that second trimester energy finally hit me and my appetite came back. And now we're just, we're just plugging along. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, so far it's been really good. Um, You know, other than like the morning sickness, like nausea, um, and, and complete exhaustion. I think I'm just so busy, um, with my kids. You know, I have two toddlers, a three year old and a 18, well, he's probably 19 months now. Um, and then I have my eight year old that, you know, we're homeschooling. And so life is just really, really busy, um, which I think is a blessing, um, because then it feels like everything is just kind of flying by, but at the same time, it's like, okay, life is so busy. I feel like I'm not taking the time to like slow down and like soak in the moments. Um, so it's definitely crazy over here, but we're, we're, we're making it. (laughs) Um, I had mentioned in, let's see, I think I mentioned in my birth story episode that I was going to use a midwife this time. Um, so in the state of South Carolina, um, there are, you know, there's all different kinds of midwives. Um, there's like hospital midwives, there's nurse midwives, there's CPMs, there's, um, you know, just different, I think there's another, another C word, um, C something, CM, I can't remember, um, another acronym of a type of midwife. Um, and then also there's like lay midwives or traditional midwives who are not licensed by the state, but they, um, have attended birth and they have, um, trained extensively in birth. Um, they just, most of them choose to go unlicensed because they don't want to be, um, what's the word like restricted by the state because the state has a lot of rules and regulations. You know, you can't go past 42 weeks. Um, you know, you have to do all this charting and all this stuff and you have, you know, people that you have to answer to and you have, you know, records you need to keep. And it's just, um, a lot. And some midwives just choose to not be, um, held to that system and those rules and regulations. Um, they're not any less qualified than any other midwife. Um, they just choose to do things in a different way. And, um, in my state, um, it is, or I've heard, I suppose, I I actually haven't reached out to any sort of, um, midwife that holds a licensure in my state, just because I've heard that it's really difficult to find a licensed midwife to attend VBAC at home. Um, 
and I know like I'm in a couple of Facebook groups in my specific area. Um, and a lot of people have asked like about, was there a home birth midwife around here that will attend, you know, a VBAC? And most people are like, nope, you have to find like someone unlicensed. So that is the route that I'm taking. Um, I met her, um, through a friend at church and it was just a God thing. Like he, um, I just was like, I felt like he just opened the doors and led me to her. Um, actually before I got pregnant with my last pregnancy that I ended up in miscarriage, we had planned on moving forward together with her as my midwife. And then I lost that baby. So as soon as I found out I was pregnant this time, um, I texted her and I was like, Hey, um, I, you know, I'm going to need a midwife in February. And she was like, no way. (laughs) So yeah, we started on this journey, um, once again together. And, um, it's been, it's actually been nice for me. Um, we have had one prenatal appointment so far. She likes to start around 14 weeks. Um, and then I ended up going to the OB at 17 weeks, um, because I did want to go just for, a couple OB appointments for number one, my insurance would cover it. So I could get like blood work for free and, um, an ultrasound for free. So those were the two things I wanted to kind of engage in the system, um, for, which in my opinion, and my personal beliefs is that's what it's there for. <laughs> um, you know, if we want those, you know, medical choices that we should be free to make those choices, um, and not feel like we can't, you know, if we want to engage in the system, we should be able to do it kind of at our own free will and, um, not feel like we can't do that if we don't want to. Um, so I did go in at 17 weeks, um, for blood work and I had only planned on having one ultrasound, but they, um, do an ultrasound at the first appointment for a confirmation of pregnancy. <laughs> like clearly I'm pregnant. Um, you can't just tell that from my blood. I guess I probably could have, you know, really been like, no, I'm not doing that. Sorry. You know, but I was like, you know what? It, I'll just, I kind of had this weird inkling, like what if it's twins? Cause I was, it just felt so different. Like I've just felt sick and I like more sick and more tired and just, I don't know. I was kind of like, I kind of had this feeling like, what if it's twins? I would like to know earlier than later. So I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to do the ultrasound and just see if there's one baby in there. And there was <laughs> just one. Um, so I had that first appointment and then, um, I had a second appointment this week. Um, and she said all of my labs looked good and they did the anatomy scan, which, she did say that my baby looked good and there was nothing alarming on my anatomy scan. Um, and I guess to backtrack a little bit, um, I had planned, well, I was going back and forth on whether I was going to tell my OB that I wasn't going to be there, (laughs) that I wasn't coming back at some point, um, that I was really just there for these two appointments that I wanted. Um, So I was going back and forth, like, do I just like stop going? Should I talk to her? You know, I felt kind of nervous because I have heard of some OBs, um, once they find out you're having a home birth, they treat you differently or they'll dismiss you from their practice or they'll start threatening you or, you know, I've just heard horror stories and, um, I love my OB so much that I didn't expect that of her. But at the same time, I had that lingering kind of like anxiety in the back of my head, like, but what if she, you know starts, you know, telling me, well, what are you doing that for? You know, it's not safe or, you know, something, I don't know. Um, 
So I felt so nervous because I wanted to wait till after my ultrasound before I talked to her. And um, so when I did get that ultrasound, I went in then to meet with her and she comes in and she said, well, your baby looks great. She's like, the only thing is we just couldn't um, get it to like, or we couldn't get like under its nose to look like under its nose and, and lip. And she's like, so we'll just rescan you next time you come in. And I was like, uh oh, <laughs> I'm not coming back. So I was like, well, what do you look for in that area? And she said, well, we just check to see like if we if there's like a lip pal or lip palette or cleft palette. Um, she's like, so we'll just look at it next time. And I was like, well, <laughs> actually, I was like, I'm not planning on coming back. Um, I was like, I'm planning a home birth and. I would really prefer not to have any more ultrasounds if they're like, if I'm not, if it's not needed. Um, I was like, is there anything that like is beneficial for us knowing like right now, if my baby had either of those things? And she said, no, she said, I mean, we can't do anything about it. She did say that there would be, there could possibly be one risk of um, a condition called, I'm going to mess it up. It's polyhydromnus, dromosis. <laughs> I'm saying it wrong for sure. But what that's just like, she said that um, if your baby has a lip or cleft palate, that is possible for them. Because, you know, babies in the womb, they practice swallowing. So they swallow the amniotic fluid and then they pee it out. And that kind of keeps your fluids level. Um, and she said that if your baby has either of those things, that there is a possibility that it won't be able to swallow as well as, um, you know, a baby without one of those conditions. And you could be at a higher risk for that polyhydromnus. Um, and if that's the case, then that could lead to a premature delivery. So I was like, okay, well, um, I'll think about it and, you know, talk to my husband and like figure out if this is something that I want, you know, checked out further. Um, but otherwise I'm really not planning on coming back. And she was like, okay, well, um, good luck with your home birth, send pictures and, um, you know, we, good luck. And she was totally chill about it. She didn't ask me any questions. I actually like probably gave her a little more information. Cause I was like, I was like, I just, I'm like so excited. And I actually got like teary and like almost cried. <laughs> Cause that's just how I am. Um, and I was like, you know, God's just opened the doors. My, my OB is a Christian. Um, so I told her, you know, God has just opened the doors and lined anything, everything up. And I'm just like, so in awe that like, this is going to happen for me. Like it's been a, you know, a desire of mine for two years. And, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just so thankful to be on this journey. And she didn't really react. She's just kind of like shook her head and, you know, told me good luck. And, you know, she handed me my paper and she said, um, you know, just hand this to the girls up front. She's like, and tell them you don't need to book another appointment since you're having a home birth. And I was, she's like, good luck. I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> um, so it was actually, it went really well. Um, so I was thankful for that. Cause like I said, I was pretty nervous about it. Um, so yeah, I, you know, afterwards I called my midwife, I mentioned about the cliff, the cleft palate, lip palate situation. And, um, she didn't really think it was necessary to, you know, take those steps to be rescanned. Um, she said that if for some reason my baby did have one of those and I ended up having the polyhydron, <laughs> I really should have learned how to say it before coming on here. Um, she just said that there would be other signs that, um, that I had it, like you would start measuring really big. 
Um, and she said, you know, at that point you could decide like, okay, you know what? Like things are looking weird. Like let's go get checked out and, you know, see if this is going to be an issue and we can kind of go from there. So I've decided that I'm not going to go back for any other ultrasounds or any other appointments unless there's something that pops up later in the pregnancy, um, that kind of warrants for that. But otherwise I don't really see a reason to engage with the system any more than I wanted to, or that's really necessary. Um, so yeah, I'll just continue um, with appointments with my midwife, and yeah, I'm just I'm just really excited and thankful to be on this journey um, towards birth again and planning, you know, my first home birth and all the things that come with that. You know, I just like have all these visions of my mind of you know how I hope it goes. I also know to you know kind of hold those with open hands because you know, things can change, but for the most part, I'm just really, um, just trusting and believing that, you know, this birth is going to be, um, a totally different, amazing experience. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to be on this journey (laughs) and, um, I hope to, um, come on and do a couple more updates, um, as the pregnancy progresses. Um, you know, but otherwise it's been a pretty textbook pregnancy. There hasn't been anything out of the ordinary or really worth, you know, bringing up or, um, yeah. So it's just been, you know, we're just busy, busy, busy (laughs) in life in general. So it's just lots of running and trying to take care of myself and, you know, my midwife really you know, she knows how busy I am and she's always encouraging me to just try to take some time to rest every day. Um, so I do try when I can and I have that awesome excuse of like, well, my midwife says I should rest, so I should probably rest. (laughs) Kind of her giving me the permission to do that versus me, you know, feeling guilty for, um, having a little bit of time to myself each day. Um, so yeah, I'm really just trying to do that and, um, yeah, it's been, it's been good and, you know, pretty, pretty boring to be honest with you. Um, but I'm feeling movement more and more each day, which I love. I, um, I can't wait till my kids can start feeling like I can feel it on the outside, but I feel like it's mostly at night and it's like after my kids go to bed and I'm laying in bed, um, is when the baby's been moving so much. So it's like, I can't wait till it's moving more like throughout the day so that, you know, they can start feeling it and everything. I'm looking forward to that. Um, my, you know, my, obviously my, my youngest baby doesn't know what's going on. Like I'll like touch my belly and say baby. And he goes, baby. (laughs) It's really cute. But my middle child who is like a little mini mom, like she's so excited and she's always hugging my belly and kissing my belly and, you know, patting it and talking to the baby, which is just adorable. Um, and then obviously my oldest is really excited to, you know, be a big sister again, times three. (laughs) Um, yeah, but otherwise we are just, you know, going on this journey called life and living life and yeah. So, um, that's my update. It's not super exciting. <laughs> I've just loved that it's been so low key and laid back and I don't feel like I've, you know, been going to the doctors, you know, 
so much, which I haven't, which I've loved. I think I've that's been my favorite part is I didn't realize how much I hated going to the doctors until I've not been going. And then when I've had to go or when I chose to go, I was like, ugh, I hate being here. Um, and I know not everybody feels that way. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just not a fan. And I've just been really enjoying the time, like just going through this pregnancy as just its normal, natural life and not feeling like it's, you know, this big medicalized situation. So I've been really enjoying that a lot this time, um, the most. So yeah, I will, um, come on and maybe give another update in a couple weeks, but for now, um, yeah, that's about it. (laughs) So thank you for listening and I will give you guys another update soon. (laughs) Bye.